Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip-hop? Right here, what we're going to do is go back. I am Capri. This is Mika. And this is Dante. And we have a special guest with us today. If you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Vanessa Morrison. Happy to be here. Alrighty. Um, so um we were connected with you through Crystal, mm-hmm. who happens to be JB's um friend. And Crystal reached out to me and said, Hey, um, do you guys have time to get Vanessa on your podcast? And I was like, yeah, I think we can try to figure in. Um, you have an event coming up, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Right. Um, but we were going to initially kind of talk about the event, how that's going and things like that. So thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you thank for you. having me. Can you um, do me a favor and try me seats just so we can see you better? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you Android, because you, cause you got that Android. That's <laughs> why it is. Because I can see everybody. Well, she's still cut out of mine, so. We always have this Android iPhone battle because mine, it doesn't show good, but just in case. And it's just her phone, so here's the thing. It's never like my phone is the one that's off. We always have to make several adjustments for her phone. (laughs) The technical difficulties are just too much sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) they are quite a bit, so. um, So, usually how this goes is, okay, so one, I'll stop and ask, like, how has y'all's week been? Because that's the thing, like, we haven't really seen each other. We haven't. Um, when was the last time we saw each other? Was it Vegas? Um, I feel like I've seen y'all after, no, staycation. Staycation. So last, weekend. last weekend. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> it just be feeling like it'd be forever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we was going to hang out on Friday night and then, um, Mika had stuff going on and I really wasn't feeling good either, but I mean, I was going to get out with y'all if we would have yeah. got out. So, um, and I wanted to, it just so much that's been going on, like. When I say I, I worked overtime all week and everything else that coming along with everything been crazy. Yeah. So. Vanessa, do you have any kids? No, I don't. I'm an uh, auntie. Lucky you. So you're not doing any of this shenanigans with no. um, being at home and homeschooling kids. No, ma'am. I really feel for y'all, though. <laughs> like, I don't know how y'all are doing it, but y'all are super women for real. I don't know how I'm doing it either. I don't know how yeah. they're doing it. <laughs> you're not doing it? Man, kind of. <laughs> a little bit. I had a parent-teacher conference, and he was like, Trigger, he wasn't in class. I was like, well, he was sitting there looking at the computer. But like, he just wasn't logged in? He wasn't logged in. Oh, so goodness. why would you even just sit in front of the computer if you weren't going to log in? <laughs> because he was probably on something else. But it <laughs> you looked like looking. he was working. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all really want us to be responsible no, for these kids' education yeah. right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that, because I'm working. I can't, yeah. I tried it on my breaks. You know what I'm saying? Go in there while I wake up. Maybe I'll be on a call and everything. Mute. Jaden, come on. Jaden. She's like, I'm up. I'm like, okay, okay. Girl, by the time I take my first break, I go make sure she logged in. Yeah. And then on my lunch, you know what I'm saying? I go in
That's and then, lot. you know, she be having issues getting in. I have to on break, try to call the school. And, girl, I'm like, listen. It, is, oh, it really is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. It's definitely stressful. Yeah. Um, and they have older children doing this. So, like, it's like you can go put your older kids right. on there and you can kind of hold them responsible for they that. Can be yeah. But for me, with the seven-year-old, it's very hands-on. His yeah. education at this point is very hands-on. So I have to get him up. I have to make sure he's sitting down at the table that he's like, I mean, and here's the other part too. He has like a, he gets up in his classes every morning. So, I mean, he's done by like 9.15. Mm-hmm. So I try to give him a little bit of break and then we start working on the, on the work that he has to do or whatever. But there's a kid who logs in almost every day at 9.45. I want to call his mom and say, <laughs> you, and he don't just log in late. <laughs> he come in asking questions. Uh-uh. <laughs> in the middle of class, she be teaching and telling the stuff of what's going on. Oh, baby, it's gotten you. so to the point that Legend wanted to, I had to start telling Legend, you can't, you're not the teacher, so you can't correct the baby. <laughs> That's funny. Because he be wanting to tell him, hush. I understand it though, because I've been wanting to tell him. Because there should be certain times you should ask questions, and you, as your teacher, shouldn't allow you. If I'm in the middle of a of a classroom assignment, you just got to sit in the weight room until I get done teaching. Raise hand on Zoom. No, in Zoom, you know you can leave him in the weight room until you finish talking. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you. But I'm just saying though, you can mute there. But I'm saying they can mute. But the thing is, if they have a question, they should have to. Because I think Jane Dumb just have to put the. Either they have they have to put raise their hand or they have to do some kind of signal. Girl, they had a whole like advisory classroom in order to determine how they was gonna be handled <laughs> on ans- asking and answering questions. But these are seven year olds. No, I get it, but I'm saying they still can. Seven. I mean, like, and they comprehend. My child is they seven. comprehend, but yeah, uh, but, but he sounds like they're really though. obnoxious. You know, the really obnoxious kid that just kind of comes in and has no concern about anybody else's like the asking 101 questions teacher i want to show you because he comes in talking about his night what he did that day like he comes in like he's just that kind of kid. But he don't really talk so much. He just needs somebody to talk to because his parents yeah. don't listen. Like they like Some, okay. something is going on with that baby. Because, because my daughter used to talk so much, and and I would want her to be quiet, but I didn't want to tell her to be quiet, so I would just be like, "Honey, I love you." And so then she started catching on. Like that means be quiet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but that's girl. I think that might be all kids. Some kids yeah. just talk because I be sitting there listening to that, and I be like, "Come on, I don't get this story." Then finally, I just be like, "Jay, my attention span, baby, is just about this short." So I'll be have to tell her because after she talks so long, if I, if, I'm going to tune out in about seven minutes <laughs> and then I'm going to miss the whole part. So I'm going to advise you to get that closer to where we was. my mind going to be like, dang, I got to still go to the grocery store. I need to do this. My, 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 mind, gonna be <laughs> my mind is how long is this story? Yes. <laughs> Me too. That's no. how, but I don't know. I have a new respect for teachers. I respect yeah. the teachers anyways, but I have a new yeah. respect for teachers mm-hmm. at the fact that you have to even sit at home with your own kids. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not to, at home. Well, not for a legend, oh. his teacher is in his class in her classroom. No, no me. us, us. Oh, okay. So at home with our own kids, <laughs> oh, okay. trying to help them. I mean, oh, yeah. they're in class, but they still need help. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting. Like I said, I told y'all this week I was over it because it, I'm like Mika. But see, I don't work at home, not a lot. So if I have to like get out. Like, then I can be gone all day. And it's not like, I can't, like, be like, okay, so let me go in here and help him on my break or on my lunch or this or that. Like, he's literally with my daughter who's at home on the days that I have to be gone. And I'm gone all day. Then Mm -hmm. I come home. If I don't come home to 8.30, 9 o'clock, we're not doing homework at 8.30, 9 o'clock. 
So the yeah. next day is completely dedicated to whatever I have to do to catch up on my own work, plus getting he caught him caught up on two days worth of work. I'm over it. It's time for them to go back to school. <laughs> I don't know that they're going back so to much. school, but yeah. I feel exactly. like it's time for them to go back to school. Okay. Man, something Ooh. different to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So That's auntie, a lot, ladies. So like auntie, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, make sure you send, send, send some support over there. Be like, you know yes. what? I love y'all. You got this. You know, yes. every now and then they probably need to hear that. Absolutely. Yes. You got to pour love into the kids. Yes. yes. And the parents and the teachers. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, love I'm to everybody lucky. right now. Because she could just send, you know what? Yes. You got to go home to your mom and them. <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to do this. Yeah. Right. And then people who don't have kids that are in school right now are lucky. Everybody that just ain't dealing with this whole shenanigans is lucky. Though my sister said her kids go to school every day, and I was jealous. What know. district is she in? She's in Mustang District. She's wow. at dance school every day. Like Guthrie is too. Wow. Yeah. In Midwest City, I and think. And I think you can too. Well, Midwest City only do like a couple of days a week, but still, that's still two days that they're out the house. Mm-hmm. You that somebody else it. can give them hands-on instruction. I'm saying, you know, our school does in school too. We could send our kids to school. Oh, I just oh, it's chose an option. to do that because I chose because it was going to be easier yeah, for me. Yeah, it's just more convenient. Yeah. It's more convenient for yeah. me. But oh, I didn't have a choice. Because he's only <laughs> one, one yes. could go sometimes, so it's just, it's easier. But it's now, he's easier. not my problem. I know. It's the one I'm that's 100% virtual that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> the one that didn't have a choice but to be virtual yeah. for nine yeah. weeks. That's the one yeah. I want to go put in somebody's classroom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you need to be in somebody's classroom learning this stuff or something. Yeah. fine. He sit there all day with me, right next to me while I'm doing my work. He doing his work. It's that other one. That yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. when I started, so I've learned something about legend in this process. I cannot sit with him. I need to give him instructions and walk away. Because the long because the longer I'm sitting there with him, the more he's milking that. So a 10 minute assignment takes him exactly. 30, 45 minutes because mm-hmm. he's milking the fact that I'm sitting here doing helping him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking he needed that kind of help and I gave him an assignment and had to like move around. And I come back, he was like, "I'm done." I said, <laughs> "You done?" He said, "Yeah, that was easy." I said, oh, you playing me. <laughs> but that, that would make sense, though. You Most playing kids, me. Yeah. Most kids do play Most kids parents. do play it. Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah, you playing me. So you getting ready. To, so going to this, this week, I'm going to give instructions. And then I'm going to sit him down and I'm walking away. But that's what the teacher does. Yes. The teacher can't sit there with every student. They give them instructions. Exactly. They teach them how to do it, give them instructions, and they walk away. Yeah, that's how it's going to have to be done in my house. Because I said, oh, he playing me. <laughs> he said, I'm, t- I'm done 10 minutes. I said, oh, let me, let me figure that out. So, you know, yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey for everybody, even the teachers, because he, the teacher, when I had parent-teacher conference, he said, well, I'm trying to learn the system myself. <laughs> for real. I was like, yeah. have my son been on every day? Because another teacher told me that he had been, and he was like, ma'am, I'm trying to get to learn this system. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just keep it real with okay. you. Right. So he said, but if you got any other questions, <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> night, one of the nice teachers called to check in and he was like my issue isn't the high school he was like I got all of that you know together he said but I didn't sign up to teach first grade he was like and my Ooh. son is six yeah, I didn't sign up to teach first grade and I'm like well you signed up to be a teacher but I guess that would be make sense if you was just like I'll teach middle school mm-hmm. I'll teach high school I don't want to teach little kids but the boys and girls club actually helped with that Here's the thing. I signed up for the I Boys and too. Girls Club, and, and I, I never, never got, got a call. Me either. 
Hmm. Don't think I didn't try well, to get my Well, they do because my daughter, you know, she works there and she works with uh, little bitty kids. But evidently they must have had a certain number because I Probably never got like, a call. I never got a call either. And I did as soon as they did I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go drop her off, honey. Me too. I was ready <laughs> was to drop I was like, some days he's just going to have to sit up there and, mm-hmm. you know, he needs to be, that they can help with this assignment <laughs> and everything more else. Yeah. You know yeah. No, because yeah. Dominique, she's not a teacher. That's what she said. She said, I'm not a teacher. I didn't sign up, and she said, parents calling me talking about why my kid ain't logged in. And then she <laughs> said, I'm not getting paid enough to do this. She said, I need to add a few more dollars on my, uh, on my But pay. the OKC Parks and Recreations is doing something like that, too. But it was a limited. Boys and Girls Club uh, is pretty much part, part of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do we sound like bad parents? No. Y'all sound like y'all are going through it, and you need the space to process what's going on. And you know what? I just have so just much respect. Yes. Right. Yes. I just have so much respect for you ladies because I just cannot imagine how difficult it is. And for the kids too. Like yeah. I know it's they don't really understand what's going on. Right. You know, they're kind of right. confused. I've I've read stories online about kids crying. They haven't seen their friends in a year, and it's hard on the kids too. And it's just it is an unfortunate situation. But we got to do what we got to do. Well, then the other thing is this: I was reading, I was listening, or watching this video on Instagram where this mom was like, she took her kid out of virtual learning and it made sense once i read like once i watched it she basically gave 10 reasons why and she was saying one a kid should not be sitting in front of a computer because they give you the information about how bad sitting in front of a computer is all day just as an adult and that's your job it does right and they said that you know a kid should not be sitting in front of a computer all day she was just like so i just couldn't agree with the fact that i go to the doctor and they always want to give me these warnings about sitting in front of a computer Mm -hmm. all day long and you want my kid to now sit in front of a computer all day long Mm -hmm. she was saying the frustration because her son was five and she was just like he's fidgety he wants to move he wants to do all of this stuff and she was just like I'm basically disciplining him for being five. Right, right. So I'm like, sit still, don't move. And I want to hit you like to the point of wanting to hit, like physically discipline you and you're five. This is literally what I'm asking you to do. Well, what they're asking me to have you do. They didn't take into consideration your age. They have me sitting here trying to keep you still. Mm-hmm. For eight hours in but front you know, of a computer. Are not going that long. Yeah. You know well, that. no, it depends on the virtual school that you do. Maybe, but none of them, it doesn't. I mean, my two, I got a niece and a nephew go to totally different schools. And neither That's what I said, it depends, because if you did, long. like, full virtual. They, like, they full virtual. And that's what I'm saying, not, like, not like through a school, but, like, if, like, through Epic or that's through what the Jay, That's what I'm saying. They both, I got both of them are doing it? No. He goes to PC, Kyrie does, uh-huh. PC Westbrook, whatever, which one he goes, like a PC school. Right. She goes to, uh, like, a Epic, um... One of those type of schools, like K okay. twelve, okay. Paris okay. does. Neither one of them has to be on all day long. They don't even have to log in at a time. They just have like Paris does the online one, and she goes in for a little bit. But Kyrie just has work to do, and he submits it over. His okay. teacher sends him videos on the iPad. Well, I don't he know what the videos. I don't know so. what program she was doing, but she was saying that it was too much, and they hadn't taken into consideration. Yeah, none of the five year olds are staying on that long. A five year old even two two hours is. Too I don't much. even think it's yeah. To try to like, well, I do have. I had a. I have a foster parent who was have, having her kids. They were been on from like eight in the morning to noon, and I think that's a lot. But they're five, mm-hmm. five and six years that's old. That's about what you go half a day. So right, so half a, a day. I mean, being on a computer yeah, half a day is computer. a lot. They but let them take breaks, though. I let Jaden take breaks. But they probably like have like activities that they do with their teachers. Uh-uh, and they things. not. I'm talking about in school. I don't think they're learning from eight to twelve. But when you sit in online, like that's a lot. 
Right. But I don't think they go all day long. That's well, the one that she was, when she, with her program, whatever she's doing and however she's implementing it, they're doing it from 8 in the morning to noon. With breaks considered. I don't know if they, she does breaks. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure she possibly does breaks, but still, to me, that's a lot. Because it's like, they give Jake them a time, but, you know, she does it at her own pace. Okay. Well, like, that's just she has a lot. The time. She has to log in at 8.30 in the morning for advisory, 8.30 to 9. Okay. After 9, they basically tell them, go in, and then you submit your own work. She works at her own pace. She doesn't have to log in a class. And be on all day. Okay. If she has questions, then she just calls her teacher. Oh, okay. And be like, hey, and, you know, if she, she don't answer, leave a message, they call you back and tell you what you want okay. to do. Okay. Well, I mean, but from her point of view, that was how she felt. It's just, I don't know. She, I didn't know where she was from yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was her program. And then she was also saying, like, just the whole ability to go back to fundamentals because she felt yeah. like they just, you know, we had just kind of skipped over the fundamentals and to think of like what we're creating. Cause now we're creating these kids who will be fundamentally sitting in front of computers versus like socializing. They're going to miss right. a whole That's lot of social part. skills. Yeah. Social They're going to miss a whole yeah. lot of different yeah. um, skills that they naturally would learn at five years old um, that allow them to kind of grow and be productive adults. So we're going to have this generation of kids who are going to miss out on no telling how much socializing. Well, if Unless all of we... them are socially awkward, I guess they'll get along. Okay. No. They'll all be weird. No. <laughs> some of them won't socialize. Because you have some people I that mean, don't know I how don't to socialize know. outside of text. Like, have you ever met a person that just didn't know how to socialize outside of text message? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is weird. <laughs> like, like, all you know how to yeah. do is text, text. And then when we get together, you don't say nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird to Or me. even social media. They'll take a lot of pictures or whatever. But and then when you get in front of them, they don't say nothing. No eye contact. Yes. No, none of that. That's like different. That's me. weird. It's yeah. like a robot. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, like, I don't. Yeah. So, I am I was in agreement with some of that. I was just like, I understand, like, how some parents would be like, I'm just quit. I'm just not doing this. So, I'll just educate my child as we go and figure that out and go from there, especially if they're little kids. Yeah. So, yeah. so my question today, although, you know, we've kind of talked quite a bit. Yeah. My question today <laughs> is how would you guys feel if you, a guy asked you on a date and the date was, he was going to cook for you and he took you to the grocery store. Y'all picked out the food together. When he gets to the register, he pays with food stamps. Would you talk to him again? Would you put him in the friend zone or would you just go on with it? Like, you know, it is what it is. Vanessa, I'm going to start. I need time to process that. Okay, okay who's food? So let's start. Right. We, I got some questions. Yeah. Is this the first date? Is this the first date? The first date. Okay, okay, we've been dating for a while. This is the first date. First okay. date. We go to the grocery store. Why is we going to the grocery store together? But I guess that don't matter. I'm just curious. I mean, maybe y'all been together. Y'all been together for the day or something. Okay. Or he has Yeah. I want to cook for you or something. I mean, I I probably wouldn't. I don't don't think I would. I mean, the thing is, is it it his food (laughs) (laughs) stamp? So let's get two scenarios. One scenario is his is it's his food stamp card. The next scenario is it belongs to somebody else. So I guess my thing is if it's not his food stamp card and he bought the, I still have a problem with the fact that on the first date you thought it was okay to take me with you while you use food stamps, whether you purchased them or it was your food stamp card, because I just feel like I just wouldn't want nobody to know. He might not care want, because yeah. if he purchased the car from somebody that's else, the point. That's my point. he could just be trying to save money yeah. or whatever the case may be. But then is that not setting precedent in your relationship yeah. that that's okay because I, you was okay with it. So if you continue in that relationship, 
knowing that he is as cheap as that. I mean, not no, necessarily saying that's cheap. cheap. That, that is being cheap. cheap. That might just be saving money because listen, uh-uh. I don't get none. So what you so what you gonna do? Hold on. So what you gonna do when that's the expectation every time? But you no, go that's out? okay. There's different scenarios to that. First of all, if it's not his card and he purchased the food stuff, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Right. I get it. Food hot. I've been going to the grocery store. Because you not go to the grocery store and utilize that without me? But that's why I was asking, why did he take me? So let's say, that for instance, don't bother I me. mean, we cool and we've been out together all day long. And he said, let's go to the store, you know, on our first. Okay, I'll go. No big problem. If it ain't his card and he bought them, that's fine. If it's his card, I mean, if it's his card and he didn't buy them, whose food stamp card is it? His. I'm saying, if it wasn't his, his <laughs> name on it. Because my nosy self going to look. Whose name is on the card? And I'm going to need to know who this person is if he did, like, you know. Or if it's his, like, why do he get it? Because that, that's going to take me back to income. And like we said before, like, you can't go backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, probably if he get afford, I mean, if he get qualified for food stamps, then he probably not going to be the one that I want to probably make a relationship with. But what if he just if lost his job? I mean, I don't yeah. know the requirements to get food stamps. But what if he just lost his job or whatever? He got some kids at the house. Whatever the case may be, and he got a food stamp card. It's it's a lot of scenarios that, to that. It would be a lot of scenarios. Or whatever. But I think that if you like a, a single man, you lost your job. You to me, you can go out there and find work. They got daily work that you can do every day. Exactly. So and to me, you shouldn't have your butt at the food stamp office trying to get food stamps. So it's just it really just depends on the scenario to me. Okay, so but I guess it wouldn't bother me like we went because I'm gonna get some. We, can I get steak? Can I get shrimp? Can I get No, you got a you got a limit because yeah. if I'm trying to save money and I right. buy food stamp cards, I'm, this food stamp card, I'm not trying to spend up all of what I bought. Uh-uh, you on can't you. be acting cheap with your card. But he, right. well, you can't you can't be mad that he acting cheap with his card but when he got the card date, to save money. Like you gonna say we go on first date and you taking me to the grocery store? You say nah, you can't have that shrimp. Like no, I planned on cooking spaghetti tonight. But you can't be mad at that because he, you just like y'all said, he's trying to spend money. So if I bought food stamps from somebody else and I'm not going to use my own the first date, I'm not going to use my total amount that I bought from somebody else on you. You don't know that though. Cause what if he just bought it because he was cooking? Tonight, <laughs> like you know, he was like, you know what somebody said. He was like, okay, so here's, fact, I'm for her here's why I realized that, like, for me, I I think that, and like Mika always says, and I and I always sometimes tend to like disagree mm, with Mika. Come on, girl, what is it? But Mika says she don't. She believes that a man should pay for the first always. day. Always. I am that? I am back in this space. I am but you know we've always said that we would pay for or that we would go half on or y'all would be okay with and it. we Not would be okay with day. that. I would either go half if I don't like you. I'm gonna do my half <laughs> because I don't want to feel like you think I'm using you, you or whatever. For me. Yeah. So I'm just going to pay my half and going about my business. But no, if we vibing, I'm not gonna pay for the first date. But not the first one. I'm not. I, I just think that mm-hmm. first date, second maybe, but not first, first date, second dates, anytime that you're courting. I think what has happened is men have stepped away from the courting process of women, and I think that when exactly. you allow a man to show up and use food stamps, you are setting a expectation and a precedent at that point. And what happens is later when we find out that you want to split a meal or you cheat. Or you don't want to do nothing, then we don't remember that when we <laughs> that was okay that we was okay with them food stamps that first date that he pulled out yeah. of his pot wallet and swiped that card and was okay because I just feel like you would know that before you get too far though. But you wouldn't know that in there. You wouldn't know that 
first, second, or third day. How come? If he used a food stamp card on day two, hopefully he wouldn't use, I mean, day, day one, one, hopefully he wouldn't use the same card. <laughs> hopefully. Saying, what if he do? What if he do? Two? That's my question. If he put okay, it on day let's two. say you want to cook for me the first two times, but say third. <laughs> so now you take it again. That's the problem. That's the problem. So I think that part of it is setting an expectation for what I expect. And I think sometimes what happens is, we get into these spaces with men and we're okay with certain things because we don't want to be judgmental mm-hmm. because we've been taught to be, you know, don't be judgmental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have too high expectations. Is something wrong with you if you expect this or if you expect that, mm-hmm. but I don't have food stamps and it's not that I'm mad at you for your food stamps, but I feel like a man's pride shouldn't allow me to walk into a store with you while you use the food stamp card. Cause even if I did have food stamps, I don't, ha- I got enough pride not to walk into the store with you to use the food stamp card while I'm with you. And I think that, Why, girl, I mean, your food stamp card. but a man shouldn't do that. I just don't do that with me. I mean, have enough to say, but look, I want to give That's no, cause saying. I don't think a woman should do it either. Why? If she get them. I mean, if you, if, but if you set the president on whatever you get from that. Here's agree. the thing. A lot of men, a lot of men in corporate ain't taking no, if a woman in cor- a man in corporate, let's be honest, a man is in corporate America. He go to work every day. He make at least seventy thousand dollars an hour uh, a year. He is not going to go to the grocery store with a woman to get, that's pulling out her food stamp card and, and swiping food stamps for them. He not if he is, he not talking to her past that date. So why know. is that okay for it us? It probably depends on how he want her. But like I said, it just depends. <laughs> exactly. No. So it's going to be a level of expectation for him. Yeah, it's going to be a level of expectation. So why can't it be a level of expectation for us? We are women no, who, okay make, who, are, people, who make money. It's okay for people to have a certain expectations. Don't get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just don't know. Like, I'm not totally against like a, I don't know. I think it will be different. I think men probably would see it different. We probably look at it like, why would he have food as a man? You know, but I don't know if a man would look at a woman differently. I so think some men will. I think some men will. I men think have, some men, men have will. Standards like women. Yeah, women I think people. some men will look at it and say, "I mean, she fuckable." What do you think? What, what, would, you, <laughs> what would you do? It sounds like he has a lot going on right now, and maybe he's not in a position <laughs> to be dating. Let's, let's revisit this dating situation where you're more stable. Yes. Right. You have a lot going on. You're using somebody else's card. I don't know what the situation is. Let's revisit this when we're both in a better place. I think that would be my response. I mean, and I'm going to be your friend. That doesn't mean right. I'm going to not be just, your friend. Yeah. I'll be your friend. I'm just not beyond that point. I'm I'm going, I mean, and you can cook as many meals as you want to on that food stamp card after that. I'm just your friend. But like actually dating you and going forward with you being beyond that point, because I wasn't saying like that I have to judge him and be like, oh my gosh, like, right. but like he's probably him. not somebody yeah. that I need to date. And I think that y'all know my recent situation makes me made me feel like made me understand that i really need to be setting stern boundaries and stern expectations for what works for me because i think a lot of times we are expected to date down like oh he's got he needs he he needs to be you need to be understanding of his financial situation you need to be understanding of the fact that he can't no i don't because i pay my bills every month Mm -hmm. i take care of my kids really well I don't, so if he not, why do I have to be understanding of his financial lack? If I, why is that okay? And I think that sometimes we've been conditioned to believe that we have to do that. When you got men who are at our level, who are doing what we do every day, who get up and go to work, who, who pay their bills on time, who take care of their responsibilities. 
And they are not expected to date a woman that, that's walking around with a food stamp card sweep, swiping it. Even if, but if they do, they do. But just like we said the other day, we want kid, we want our sons to date women that are similar exactly. to us. So then we, that's the expectation of a man who's establishing himself or who's established. So it should be the same expectation for women who have established themselves. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to dumb myself down. Well, girl, you know, it's just food stamps. You're right. It is. We're going to be friends. <laughs> and I'm gonna eat off the food stamps whenever I hang out with them. Take that friendly meal. But beyond that, and after that, it's just friends. And beyond that, it's just friends. I'm not doing nothing beyond like she that. Said and revisit it later when he got his stuff. No, I get it, and I'll I revisit it later. It sound yeah. like you know you would yeah. probably have. And again, like we said before, like I can't see myself going backwards. Like my expectations are a certain expectation like what I expect from you. So I'm not going to go backwards. Right. Right. What I'm expecting just to accommodate this you, situation. Right. In right, your situation. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. I understand that there are circumstances that cause people to not have every, I get that too. I know that life happens, mm-hmm. exactly. but I also feel like, a man should have a level of, I don't know, maybe it's because I, and I realized that that weekend, I come from <laughs> a, a, a set of men who got, who she got a real bad experience, yeah. who oh, got sorry. expectations yeah. that are this high, who would not tell me they were broke. I mean, and they would take care of whatever they need to take care of. They would provide yes. whatever they need to provide. And I have been, I've been like taking on that, that um, stereotype that, Oh, I'm, my standards are too high. No, 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 no. I posted a meme earlier this week that says standard high standards prevent you from low low standard um experiences and low quality that's experiences. That's true. That is true. High standards will save you from low um quality experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason for that. And that's so true, I though. said, Oh no, never again. So my <laughs> expectation is this. So you find, that's fine. You pull out that food stamp card, swipe it on the first date, <laughs> I'm gonna eat that meal. And then friends on you. But I know somebody who didn't want to pay cash for food. So they would just buy a food stamp card from somebody and every I don't month. Think wrong I don't, I don't either. necessarily see anything wrong with it. Or if the person didn't have it, they would go stand outside the store. I know this probably, they was kind of stereotyping and whatever. Go stand outside the store and somebody that maybe looked like they had it, they would go up to him and be like, hey, do you have any for sale? He said that he pretty much would get them every month. Wow. But then he started dating a woman of higher standards, and she was like, uh-uh, you don't need that food stamp card. We're not doing that no more. And so they don't. I mean, like, once they got together. So it sometimes... Uh-uh. <laughs> I would be okay with that, though. Uh-uh. Because I know I spent a lot on... That's I mean, and I understand it. I understand you. If I can split that bill in half, baby... And I get it, cause I y'all know I joke about food stamps. So like I said, I'm not gonna be mad about the food stamp card, but I'm not dating a man who's walking around with a food stamp card in his pocket. I just feel like there's just other things that come with that. There are other things that come with that in that baggage. I don't want to take on. I don't want you. And I just have a I, again, I have a problem with men who don't see something wrong with that. I see something wrong with it if it has his name on it. I do too. I see something wrong with it if you're standing outside of the grocery store begging other people for their... But maybe sometimes it takes extreme measures. I mean, what if, you know, you got a certain amount of money that, you know what I'm saying, time And you want to stretch it. I and mean, I get that part cheap. too. He's just yeah. a real cheap person. So I mean, so if you really cheap, that's what I'm saying, but then that's, that speaks but to if, that. If so you're then... really cheap, then we probably ain't going to need to be together anyway. Right. Like, if you're doing it like that, you know what I'm saying, we probably it ain't going to probably work anyway because I can't stand no penny pension. 
That's what I'm saying, because that's going to be the one that's going to be splitting meals with you, that may or may not take you out on dates, that may or may not like you going. We got to go to a two-for-one place. Right. Like, we got to go eat at Friday's when they got the two meals for nineteen. <laughs> I hate buying how to everything you do Fridays is on a Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All experiences yeah. in the world are on a Groupon. Like, yeah, nah, I don't want to do that either. So, um, yeah, so that was just like my, yeah, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And I mean, like I said, my experience, yeah, yeah, I had. A horrible experience a couple weeks ago. <laughs> horrible. Sorry. I, I'm not going to talk about it in depth, but I'm just going to no. say I'm never <laughs> setting the precedent for that. I I literally sat with myself the whole entire trip and, and had to question myself. Like, what did I put out into the, the universe? Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I did. I was, girl, I was praying and some other stuff. Lord, I don't know what made me say what even made this okay. Like, <laughs> did I say something? Oh. Did I put something out into the universe? Did I pray wrong? God, like, why would somebody think that that was okay to do? Yeah. Again, that's going to be communication, though, in relationships. <clears throat> like, somebody, you know, failed communication. Definitely. That was that was beyond failed communication. It was inconsiderate. No, it's definitely inconsiderate, but it should have definitely been communicated from the beginning. It should have been communicated before, before you, we, before so we did. So did you pay for y'all's first date? And that's the problem that's, I did. That's it right there, probably. I probably did. Because then that I think I about it. I bet you don't start going by my, my, my I sure am. Hold on, I sure thought bad. about you. I sure thought bad. about I you and your you expectations. <laughs> I, I said I sure. I'm not. First date, second date, third date. Because so I feel like there should be a level of expectation where men... Men are courting women, and I think that if you set that expectation, they will meet that expectation. And I think that black women get get slighted so much because people have this. We are shamed for having an expectation of higher standards, mm-hmm. or for somebody for being that woman that says it's not okay to just be broke and date me when I'm not broke dating you. True. Like, if I could, I posted a post that said. Black men treat black women like corporate America treats black people. And the reason I posted that is because there are so many times where as a black woman to to get a certain kind of black man, you have to almost double your ability or your Mm. standard or what you do in life. (laughs) Like You almost got to be damn near perfect. You can't have a track record till you like 40. Then they don't care about what your track record is because they they got one too. Yeah, you can't have, like, you got to be able to pay your bills, take care of your kids exponentially. Like, you can't just, like, be taking care of kids. You got to be, like, almost putting kids in private school, driving a being Like, it's like, damn, like, why I got to be extra? But then when I set those same standards, then I'm shallow. Now, from now on, I'm about to just be shallow. Ain't, well, ain't nothing wrong with it. No, though. it ain't. That's not being shallow. <laughs> Everybody, that that's not being shallow. That's your standard. Yeah. Nothing is wrong with that's that. That's why I said, honey, that low, that low quality experience show taught me something. I ain't doing that no more. Yeah, that's just, I think, people just got to, you got to go with you, what you going to be comfortable with. I mean, oh, that's just your standard. But I did, I, I, I did. I thought about, I thought about me. I said, right oh, back. honey. Forget that. We, this guy, I didn't went back to, maybe I am old school. Because <laughs> like, you expect, you know, certain <laughs> expectations. Like, and I'm a but I'm going to communicate that from the beginning. I ain't going to let you think that, like... And after a while, I don't I mind might, I going might half. I might tip. Yeah, and after a while, I don't mind like, going half. Like, after we've done this for a while, then, then yeah, maybe we can then go half. But I don't want the expectation to be from the very beginning that I'm about to go half. I'm not. Well... I'm not going half or all. expectations on me leaving at 15%. That's what I'm going to need you to have expectations. I'm going to 
I leave a tip. And I ain't even doing that at first dates. Like, it has to be in a relationship at that point. I'm not even leaving tips on none of them dates. Right. Like, I'm going to need you to just handle it. Like, and then once we are in a relationship, then he pays. I'll be like, babe, I got the tip. But that that's it. Like, Ooh, thank you. Well, hey, that's it. Hold on, look, but I bet she not. Uh, she ain't having low quality experiences either. Exactly that part. <laughs> that part. So, Vanessa, have you had any low quality experiences? Oh yes, yes. Thankfully, I don't have a low quality experience right now. I've been with my fiance for seven years. We've been okay. engaged for two years, and we've been together for seven. And so. I was losing faith before him, though. I did. I did. We moved at a pace that we were both comfortable with, and he's a little bit older than me, so I feel like I was dealing with somebody who was mature and just understood how to treat a woman, and so we've been together happily for seven years, and we were supposed to get married this year, but the pandemic messed all that up, so we pushed it out to next March, but before him, I was losing faith. I was like, (laughs) I'm done with dating. (laughs) I am not getting married. No one better even look at me. But when you meet the right person, you know, all that kind of changes. And so I'm just glad that he was patient and with my resistance. Like it comes along with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, me about to start, I'm about to start living up to my you boo. But maybe, you know, like, mindset. you know, maybe you should change, like, like you was telling Dante, go totally different. Ain't that what you said? I mean, and like, that's fine, like, but I usually. Totally different. I mean, I think my to. thing, I'm just going to chill for a little bit. Y'all, that really, that really. Traumatized <laughs> you. Traumatized It you threw me like. off. And it just, and I think the reason it threw me off so much was because it wasn't expected. Like, this is someone that I've been in a friendship with for 12 years. So, like, why would oh, you, why wow. would I think that this would be something you would do? So, then it made me start thinking, like. Like, if you would do this, then other people would do this. And then, so maybe I need to just step back for a little bit and kind of just, because, again, what am I putting out there that makes that thing, makes somebody think that's Mm -hmm. okay? Like, either I'm putting out that energy that makes you think it's okay, or there's something about that, my energy that said, this is fine. You mm-hmm. just, I mean, I'm okay because with this. Because some men, like, I don't think a man would have necessarily, like, tried to do the same to, girl. Like, I mean, because the person never did, said they never did it to nobody else. So yeah. I think no, that I feel like I need to know what happened, but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on another episode? I need to write that episode. Like, what happened? Um, <laughs> you don't have to. I can't. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not going to put any names or anything like that. I'll just say this. So I... Everybody knows we went to Vegas in LA. Um, my trip was a vacation, um, but my bae came <laughs> on the vacation. And part of it is probably my fault too. I had to kind of take some responsibility for that because I tend to take the lead in things mm-hmm. too. So things were reserved. Not everything was paid for, but mm-hmm. things that were needed to be paid for were paid for and things were reserved. Right. Um, so we get there. Um, I get the rental car, we get in the car and I get told all this person has is $50 for the whole trip and a wish and a prayer because his somebody's in, um, another part of another state. Let's just say that owed him money. So he was going to get the money from the people that owed him money in the other state. So here's my question. You're going to communicate that before the trip. Exactly. That's what I said. Communication. So there was no communication. Um, and that was that. And so in my mind, it took me a little while to process it. 
But once I started processing it, processing it, I realized like that meant I was responsible for me and one other person as if I brought my kids on vacation. Right. And so I started thinking, well, hell, my kids could have been enjoying this vacation. Mm-hmm. I could have bought a ticket for my kid. Like it's just everything in my mind. Like so, I've been reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, and baby, he became a, he. I put him in a liability box. I was like, you're not even an asset. You're a liability to this situation. Like you are. He was though. Right, mm-hmm. because you are causing. Like, not only did you not that think $50 about. Fifty dollars wasn't gonna even pay for y'all a meal. Right. So not you were, but but you had a wish and a prayer in another state, and you didn't even have enough money to get to the other state to get to that wish and prayer. That once we got to the other state, never even came true. That's terrible. So the fact is, you. Literally, a four-day trip, you had $50. Because when we got to the next state, you couldn't even collect on the money that was So due. it cost y'all money to go out there. <laughs> it cost us money to back. go there and to get back. And you still didn't get any money. And you no. didn't get... No, he but I mean, we were going anyway. You know oh, what I'm saying? Because so it was, it was part, part of the trip. trip. Oh, okay. I thought but you just went there for the you money. you had a oh, wish okay. and a prayer and... We got to the other state and you wow. couldn't even collect on the wish and the prayer in the other state. Like, it just. What, what did he have to say for himself? Like, I would have been so. I, I guess I was prideful. You guess you was prideful. You weren't What? Did he, he apologize? I mean, you weren't prideful, but you, you weren't prideful. You wouldn't have came. Yeah. There ain't no way that you would have enough pride. So that's where, like, my, I like, like listen, right? My mind, up, my sorry. mind started. That's why I said for me, my mind started on that space where, like, I grew up with 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 my grandpa, and my daddy would have overdrafted their account before they would have ever told right. me they was broke. I just grew up with different men that have always taken care of exactly. and have always provided, no matter what it took. And so for me. It was just like, so you showed up with a wish and a prayer, fifty dollars and a wish and a prayer, and I was just, and and the first so night. You tell your part of it, what you did. I can. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I just want you to finish your letter. So we can go. Keep going. So we can. So when we got back to, um, when we got to LA, on and the wish and prayer didn't come through, I realized I was getting angrier and angrier, like. Right, and then, so. and then you know the attitude that was with it. I think that that also played a role too because it started being this. I would like when you would ask, like, so did you have you ever done this to somebody else? It was like a disgust. Like, yeah. uh, how dare you think I did this to somebody else? Well, how yeah. dare you fucking do this to me? You know. And so we get <laughs> we get to check out of. <laughs> we ch- I'm trying. I'm trying really hard not to just. No, I don't have a problem with it because okay. he. But it was rightfully so. Um. We get to a point where it's time for us to leave, and we ask. We basically have the conversation. No, he went out the back. Okay. Oh, that's the back. Oh, okay. It said back door. I didn't listen. <laughs> I just heard. I thought it was a doorbell. Um, he gets to a point where he basically says, um, "I, my cousin wants to hang out with us. At this point, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I don't want to meet with no families. No. I don't even want to meet your cousin. I barely want to be bothered with you. Right. This is day three. And every time I have to swipe my card because I'm feeding us both at the point. He would even ask, like, what what are we going to eat? And this should be like, yeah, (laughs) we need some gas. No, it wasn't. It wasn't we need some gas. Here's the thing. I just feel like when you don't have anything to contribute, you should know your your place. Right. Your place is not 
not to be asking 50 times of what we're going to do, not to be asking 50 times of what we're going to eat, yeah. not to have an attitude when I pick something because you don't know if that's what you want to eat because wow. you're not paying for nothing. So you can't have like, and, and I think that that was where you rearranging the furniture and everywhere we go, like put stuff back. Like it got to a point where I was just like, when I come out to, to the car and you smoking in the car, you don't have the money to pay for the rental. Like <sighs> it's just certain things I feel like just started being very inconsiderate and it was building and building to me leaving him in LA. Exactly. That's let's get to that. <laughs> so when you said your cousin you said your cousin was coming and I told you I didn't want to be bothered with your cousin and then you decided that you were going to still have your cousin meet with you despite like the inconsiderate money. But the cousin, cl- I don't know, because that's the other part. Like, all these cousins kept coming right. around. Why couldn't nobody help give something? Right. So, crazy part, right. crazy part, he was supposed to fly out, go home the next day. We Ooh. looked on uh, social media. A week later, he was still out there in L.A. Yep. So, I don't Stranded. know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not my issue. It's wow. I mean, Have they tried to call or message or anything? I mean, we've, Good. like, kind of talked since then. Because here's the thing. I don't, I lost respect. I didn't lose love. So once mm-hmm. I was able to remove myself from it and not be as mad about mm-hmm. it, then, you know, I still love you, but I don't respect you because what you did was not only took from me, but you took from my kids Right. right. because your assumption that I was going to just exactly. be able to pay for everything. Right. When you never once you know? asked, could I afford? When right. you never asked how much I have. Or can he even pay you back? You never like, even offered exactly. like none of this. So Terrible. you basically just said to hell with what you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna come with what I got. That's mm-hmm. all I got. And, and we you just look out for me. Yeah, and, right. And and you just gonna have to. wasn't even gonna look out for him. Right. No. And then when you say that you are bothered, then I'm gonna ignore you blatantly, and have my cousin come. Still. Still. Yeah. And then I'm a and then basically try to act like well you can't just wait on me. I can't wait on you. No, you gonna have to. You, you and your cousin gonna have to figure it out from here. So when you leaving? Now I told you when I'm leaving. So you can't. I mean, you mean you leaving that now? Like, are you implying that I should have waited on you? Mm. Because what happened is you got left. Yeah, you got left. So that being said, I am done. I, I'm not booking no more. I'm not putting <laughs> none of that. So what won't happen is. Um, Flights won't go on my credit card. They won't. I, I'm going to send you your flight. I'm going to book my flight. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't book your flight, then book I you will just pick a seat fix or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you book yourself, I'm going to book mine. Right. Yeah. Um, you gonna, you yeah. know, this is how much the hotel costs. If you need me to book it, then you're going to cash at me your half mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like when it comes to rental cars. And I'm going to blatantly be that person. So if people don't want to fuck with me from this point on, that by all means, don't. Because that but means... Then don't. So if they can't go with them guidelines, Right, then, then don't. don't. Yeah. Because at this point, like, I just... That just blew my mind. And I've had people travel to me and that's crazy because i thought about troy i've had people travel to me with no expectations for me to cover anything mm-hmm. and that made me feel like where did this like right how did go this wrong. go wrong like so mm-hmm. wrong to this point so no. that um that low quality experience <laughs> will never happen again ain't happening to me again okay. so you can't pull out no food stamp card on me <laughs> okay 
Period. So yeah, Look. period. Nah. But no, they were like, you were wrong for leaving him. And I'm like, why do I have to, why do I get charged wrong for leaving him when he was wrong for coming like that? Like I could have left him on day first, day one. What should have happened, and I thought about this the other day, is I should have said, well, you got $50, all I got is $50. So what are we going to mm-hmm. do? You should have. I shouldn't have bought nothing, paid for nothing, booked nothing else. Yeah, you would have had to try to, yeah, you had to, try to figure something out. So yeah. all I got is fifty dollars. So like, this is what we gonna work with. This is all we got to work with together. And mm-hmm. if you don't have no more than fifty dollars, then, then you gonna, gonna have go to sit then, in this pool at the hotel. Nah, we ain't sitting it. at no pool either, cause that's free. no, cause the hotel ain't free. So here's the thing: fifty dollars <laughs> couldn't even book us a room to lay our heads down in. Yeah. And then you in the luxury room. All laid up in the jacuzzi tub, like you get had- out the amenities. <laughs> <laughs> you had all that in your room? Yes, yes I did. And you had a balcony. Yes. Yeah, she had a nice little room. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I. It was for real a vacation. <laughs> I mean, like, I was kind of... Oh, I see why you, like, yes. super duper mad. Because, like, that's a lot of thought to go into. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of room, planning. What a balcony. Yeah, yeah. Like, no because here's the thing i put a lot of thought into it and you said okay i'm good with that right but then oh, you came God. with no no expectations of what you were supposed to bring to it and right. it wasn't like this was the first scenario where this were not that it wasn't the first conversation maybe mm-hmm. that's the thing so even when we were previously i've i've said i don't want to be the person making the only effort and i'm the kind of woman that goes all in mm-hmm. i mean i go all in so like yeah. when you my man when i love you when we're doing this i go all in like i'll yeah, no no bars handled. Like, you know, I brought like outfits to go out in. You know, I'm looking at like different places to eat. You know, and I'm okay with paying, you know, for some of it, but I'm not paying for all no. of it. Yeah, nobody's no, no. You get what I'm saying? So, like, it didn't bother me to book it. It didn't bother me to have the nicer stuff. It didn't yeah. bother me. Like, because I was even thinking, originally thinking, like, oh, we can just go back. Because, you know, we left that room and went to L.A., you know. And then we were going back. I was like, oh, we could just go back. But going back was more expensive to that room than where. So, I had to make a lot of, like, different, like arrangements to stuff like bring yeah. the tone down and let me find out what you and even in LA everything you do in LA you got to pay for you even got to pay to park, park. yes mm-hmm. so I was girl swiping my car pissed off shit <laughs> <laughs> like but you're like I've never done this to anybody else I don't believe that I don't need that. Either. I mean, that was not his either. first rodeo. Like you said, it's a character. You feel like it's a character. It's a character flaw. flaw. Yeah. So it's, it's probably. I mean, so I feel like you sat behind me with zero issues on me swiping my card. I mean, and I, like I told my mom, and I probably would not have been so amped to leave his ass had I not talked to my mama, who was like, I don't blame you. And I, I called her and I said, you know what? I said, I'm literally sitting here in a parking lot. Cause that's what happened. So I put him out when the cousin gets there and I'm like, just go with your cousin. Call me when you are ready to go. Mm-hmm. I call my mom and I'm venting. And as I'm venting it, I realized, so did he really think I was about to find something to do yeah. while he hung out with his cousin? Like, so I'm talking to my mama and I'm going and she like, and I'm telling her, I said, you know, mama, it just bothers me that I'm, when a man is okay with just standing behind you while you swiping your card and paying for everything. And she was like, yeah. Cause I feel like at that point, you are, I'm buying you, your, your entertainment, or I'm paying for you to be here with me. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
I'm just so mad. And she was just like, I understand why you're mad. I said, and then he has the nerve to have me. I'm sitting in a parking lot, pissed off, mad. Why am I waiting on him? And she said, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent that text message and said, I'm come going. get your shit. I'm going back to Vegas where my friends are. Like my friends are, are there. Why mm-hmm. am I sitting here getting ready to have to try to figure out how to entertain myself until you feel like you're okay right. enough and ready to go back and ready to go back yeah. while I entertain myself because you just had to be with your cousins. Well, since you had to be with your cousins, stay with your cousins. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, now you know. Uh, now I know. Well, yeah, on to the next. I don't know. You won't be doing I bet you been getting them dates paid for from here on out, won't you? And I ain't going if it ain't. I'm good. Okay. All so, right. Look at Dante. What you want to say, Dante? I'm ready so to Vanessa. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tell us about is it Black Space? Actually, you have a couple of different platforms. Mm-hmm. So Black Space was originally what we were going to talk about, but there's a couple others that we're going to talk oh, about okay. without yeah. Black Space. So Black Space uh-huh. is what you're having the the event, the event that's coming Saturday, up. But it actually got booked out completely. Okay, it's so sold out, so that's why we shifted. The conversation. So her mm-hmm. event that she's doing this it's Saturday. It's already sold out. Yes. Already, it's not this, is it this Saturday? Or it's it, this Saturday. This Saturday was, it's sold out. Mm-hmm. What is it? Like in three days. It's a drive-in drive movie. Drive in movie. Oh, that's mm-hmm. already sold out? Yes. yes. And it's really because the lot that we're in, it can only accommodate like 45 cars so people oh. rsvp'd and snatched those oh. tickets so I, we want to do more of it though so that won't be the first hopefully in the last event that we'll do like that but so it, i did want to give you kudos so for that yeah thank explain you it though, like maybe if you do it again sure yeah so we um got a grant it's a micro grant from the urban land institute to basically do a safe community building project during these difficult times and so black space we are an organization that's a collective of urbanists who are really trying to preserve, honor, and protect black contributions to the built environment. So when you think about city planners, architects, designers, that's us. And we're doing what we can to protect that work and create it here in Oklahoma City. And many people are unaware of just the rich black history as it relates to Oklahoma and how we had the highest number of black founded townships in the nation and how there's so much history that's just been erased from the environment, from buildings being bulldozed to land being stolen and you know and it's just important to us that we're bringing in those resources and helping our community know how to do that work and protect what we still have that's still standing and so deep deuce we chose this area because that is a historic black residential business and music district but when you look around deep deuce you really don't see any traces of our history there Mm -hmm. and it's terrible and so we wanted to just kind of reclaim that space and we thought, why not do a drive-in? That's socially distant. We don't have to worry about anybody getting sick. People can just stay in their cars. Mm-hmm. And we can show a really just meaningful film that will just kind of promote black joy during these difficult times. And so we partnered with a whole bunch of people to make that happen. Um, we're going to be showing um, a movie called A Most Beautiful Thing, which is a Chicago-based story on young men who found rowing as a sport to kind of help them transition out of these neighborhoods that they grew up in. And it's okay. a beautiful story. It's narrated by Common, I think D Wade and, and somebody else co-directed it. So it's really a beautiful story. And again, it's about these black men who just grew up in these rough kind of Chicago neighborhoods, found the sport of rowing 
and we're able to just kind of like transition into adulthood in a healthy way. And so the documentary, those men are coming back to the community and they're preparing for a competition and they're also getting young black men in the neighborhood to learn more about rowing. So we're showing that film, which is so, so amazing and exciting about it is that River Sport, which is part of the Boathouse District, mm-hmm. they're going to be there and they're going to teach kids how to get involved in their programming. So it's like, oh, yay, like this amazing is film wild. is great, but did you know there's an Olympic facility right here in your backyard that you can plug into? So are they going to... So that's great, and I hear that part, but the rowing program is really expensive. Mm-hmm. So will there be like opportunities to be able to tap into the lower... like? lower income families that mm-hmm. actually may want to participate in the rowing programs, but can't afford to participate in the rowing programs. Yeah. Uh, just some my conversations with the team, they really wanted to target Northeast Oklahoma city and they've okay. been trying to develop programming and ways to engage that community because they don't see black and brown children really represented in their programming as much as they want. And so they're working really hard to bring in that community. So I'm imagining there's going to be some type of program that will help make that more accessible for kids um they're going to speak on that the night of the event so i'll be able to update you guys more on that later but i know they're really trying to engage northeast oklahoma city so i'm sure that's part of their planning and you guys do plan on maybe doing it again we hope so if we can get another grant and do the event again uh we'd love to because this already has had an amazing response so it's clearly something the community wanted to have so we hope to do more so yeah Mm -hmm. when um kudos to you on that one because like um Crystal sent me a message and was like, so... And I thought we was going to... The event was sold out. Yeah, it would have been nice for us to go. Um, but yeah, Sorry. unfortunately... Hopefully we can do yes. more. We kind of... Even in a bigger space and accommodate exactly. more cars. That's really the limitation is the lot size. If we could have more cars there, we would, but right. it's a smaller lot, so... And I understand yeah. um, mm-hmm. to that part. So, you know, like I said, that's a great thing for you, though, that you Thank guys you. have sold out, right. that it was that. But I think that um, one of the things I have recognized in Oklahoma is that we're starting to crave black culture mm-hmm. and Thank God. participate mm-hmm. in different black things. And it's just, right. it's taken a little bit longer, yeah. but you start to notice that when certain events start coming up, everybody wants to be a part of those exactly. events. Right. Or everybody wants to see that mm-hmm. because it's something different. Mm-hmm. It brings a different um, cultural experience to the city. And it's different like when you go to some of the like even just like when i started going to pony boys like it just feels different it makes it gives you that out of out of town feel or it gives Mm -hmm. you that ability to feel like oh you know what we're doing something different or when you go to the collective Mm -hmm. like those experiences you get in dallas you know or kind of thing that you kind of get those experiences when you're here so yeah that's good a little bit better okay so you have Another nonprofit because you're busy and very (laughs) exceptional. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So Cut It Forward is the other nonprofit I'm involved in. I co-founded it with my fiance. And our mission is to provide culturally specific hair and skincare resources for foster and adopted children of color and their caregivers. And as you can imagine, so many kids going into those systems, they're living with people who don't look like them and just don't know how to take care of their hair and skincare needs. And that mission is very personal to me because I spent part of my childhood in foster care. I went into care when I was 13 and aged out as an adult. And my fiance, he's a barber and he owns barber shops here in Oklahoma City. So it was just kind of like a, a marrying of both of our passions to help make hair care resources more accessible for people. And so that was something that I lived through. I went through as a young girl and not only did my, I went through it myself and my siblings and my friends. And this is something that's just been on my heart to do something about for years and even when I was in foster care I would be invited to speak at events and on panels and 
you know, trainings for foster care workers. And I would speak very openly about the struggles that I faced and all of my friends faced and people just not knowing what to do and how we got bullied in school and how Mm -hmm. girls were having relaxers put on their hair too long and their hair's falling out. And it was just terrible. And so I always kind of joke that Cut It For has actually been going on since I was like 15 because that's how long I've been speaking on these issues. So fast forward to 2018, we got our nonprofit status and we've just been doing the work, trying to help families understand these needs and make sure that kids in the system aren't getting neglected in those ways. So, And um, it's amazing that you actually do that because um, I work really closely with children in foster care. So um, that is definitely like a huge deed. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of kids who are in homes that just do not understand like the hair, their skin, like trying to push down low video. So we don't lose it. Okay, and then just the X. Okay, yes, you can delete. delete. Yeah, that's fine because it's on the add device. Now go back to the where this our picture is. Now push the plus in the up upper top. Not though. No. I'm trying to tell you. Go to the screen where the picture with the three of us. This. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now push push it. Tap it. Now go to the top left. You see it's got a plus on it. Yeah. Okay, now go live. Swirl over at the bottom. Now just push the button. You go live. Okay. Hey, Look. Hey. First time. <laughs> and if that was something like, yes, you would have sent the tutorial on how to do that too. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, but I know it's really needed. Um, so what are mm-hmm. some of the events that you guys do? Do you guys like host different events? Like how do you kind of help these families? Yes. Or how do you get in contact? Or, so- in touch with these families yes so we actually have three programs and the first one is our education program which is probably the most popular one and that's where we go out into the community and do workshops and just tutorials for families and Mm -hmm. professionals as well so they can understand not just how to take care of the hair and skin care and the basics and that but also the culture that's connected because it's not just about an aesthetic with us it's about our identity our expression and there's so many cultural nuances that go into how we care for ourselves in that way. And so just helping people understand that it's so much deeper than the way you look. The way they look is important. We want them to look and feel their best, but it's also a part of our culture. And kids deserve to have that intact, regardless if they're in the system or not. And so we teach them just those nuances and the basics on how to take care of the hair and skin care. And then just give them a safe environment to ask questions. You know, a lot of times those caregivers, they are very well-meaning and they want to learn, but they're embarrassed or they don't know how to ask for help or even maybe they don't have someone in their community that knows anything about black hair and skin care so they don't even know who to ask or where to go for help so we just try to create a safe environment where they can really have that dialogue with us and they can learn skills and um, sometimes we give out products at the events as well so they can take it home and try it with their kids and just try to just give them a community to feel supported in in those needs have they been Mm -hmm. open to like somebody not you know that looks like us you know that may be raising it are they open to like learning about yeah i would definitely say so we've had even after some workshops parents coming up to us and crying and saying thank you so much for teaching me this like i didn't think i was doing it the right way and now i feel more confident i feel like i can truly care for my child holistically and not just in the ways that i'm familiar with but in all the ways my child needs so parents really have a great response to it and even another parent said i've never like like I'm in foster care groups and I'm in in clubs and things like that, but I've never been in a community where 
I was with other parents who were also caring for children of color. So it's also kind of created community with those specific families who are taking care of kids of color. So I think it's a great, we've had great responses from parents and they're very receptive to, to the support. So, and even probably like parents with just mixed children, Mm -hmm. because I see like a lot of, you know, people with mixed children that look like they don't really quite know what to do with their kids. We get a lot of parents, yeah, they're not even in foster care or adoption that reach out to us and say, hey, can you help us? I have a mixed child or a biracial child. And we we try to help where we can. Even though our focus is foster care and adoption, we try to help those parents too because a lot of them reach out to us. So I mean, that makes sense because black hair, even when you're black, it's hard to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's it still is. a you know it's a journey even when you're black. So mm-hmm. just imagine not being black That's and true. having somebody with a head full right. of hair that looks like a, a lion's mane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. that looks like a lion's mane, and now I gotta try to sit down and put it in a ponytail. Like I remember like trying to comb Anaya's hair, and my hands used to hurt. Mm-hmm. Like combing yeah. hair and trying to be able to grip it job. and hold it. It is a job. Exactly. It's a job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have better products out now, but I feel like yeah. my daughter, because she's 19, but I feel like when she was younger, it wasn't like really a lot out there. And so it, mm-hmm. I struggled. And I did put a perm on her hair when she was like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she was the one who, like, I think when she was about 11 or 12, didn't want perms anymore. And she's been natural wow, ever since. Nice. So it wasn't me that made her go natural. Yeah. She was like, I don't want another perm. Wow. And she's been natural. She takes care of it. And, I mean, she does well with it. And That's I'm like, well, amazing. better you than me. Mm-hmm. As long as you well, her, so my, mine, I permed her hair. And we had the worst experience because her hair fell out. Mm. And then after her hair fell out, we were I was just like, I'm never putting a perm in your hair again. Mm. So um, she grew natural. So she was about six or seven when that happened. So she's been natural since. But since her... All the kids beneath, like underneath her, none of them have ever had perms. They're mm-hmm. all natural. We have never processed any of them's hair, and it's never been like a discussion that we needed to process their yeah. hair. Yeah. And like, now remember, that you like, think about it, yeah, that you don't. Well, you know right. that you don't because really I've have never, to. yeah, because I've never mm-hmm. permed, you know, Jaden's hair either. Mm-hmm. Like I did, a, but I put a silk press on, and I still even thought when I put a silk press on hers, probably a few years ago, it was too harsh mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. So I've never put anything else on her. But shoot, I used to think I needed perms mm-hmm. all the time myself. I did too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I was I'd be like, my hair is too coarse. Like I'm not finna deal with it. I can't deal with it. Like right. it's it, you know, my hair is a lot. Like it ain't like I ain't got bad hair, but it's a whole mm-hmm. lot of her. Like mm-hmm. I just don't wanna deal with it. But then after I went natural, I'm like, now nah, my I can go natural and be, you know, it's tame like she never don't she don't never need no perm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I mm-hmm. I think that getting perms and like when you have that new growth, it's like a false sense of like what your exactly what your hair is. And like it ain't that ain't even the case. It's not either. even like your hair. It like ain't. once you're, you're that all of that grow out, it's like well my grade ain't it's actually decent. decent. Like you yeah. can, mm-hmm. it's manageable. Mm-hmm. I can comb mm-hmm. through it. Like mm-hmm. and you don't even realize that. But when you got the relaxer on there, you got this real straight, and you got yeah. this little bit of new growth. Exactly. Whatever. You're yeah, like, oh, let me go, let me go perm this yeah. so whatever, get it back yeah. straight, but. Because I struggled, like, when I went, I transitioned to natural, mm-hmm. and I struggled, like, going through that phase, and it was I so many too. times where I almost put a perm mm-hmm. on, and I was like, you me know. Too. But once I finally got through it, I was, you know, yeah. happy. I struggled. Yeah. It was, I, it was I, I kept saying, I'm not walking around here with my hair. I don't want to do the natural look. Yeah, that was my thing. It. Like, I did. I did not want to do it. And she kept on saying, but you only get, I only used to get perms, like, three times a year anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I just used to get them like court, you know, but I'm just like, she was like, you don't even get perms that much. You know, most people get perms every six weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Every eight weeks, I'm like, listen, I don't want to do the whole, I assumed in my process, my thought process, like I was going to have to walk around with 
the Erica Badu type of, mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't with that. Like, I'm like, I like my straight hair. You know, but it, you know, I still wear straight. You know, I still, mm-hmm. I don't do I natural do looks. I, mean, y'all I don't know. do my, like a natural look, but I don't get perms either. Y'all know yeah. me. I have embraced the whole natural journey. Yeah. I wear my natural hair. I wear it curly. I wear it straight. I didn't cut it off a couple times and wore it that way. I feel now. Uh, Before it was like, you just really didn't see that much. No, yeah, you didn't. But now, but as like, kids, who did you like, see walk around with? But natural hair, nobody. 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 But now they all like, it's like almost 90% yes. of the kids yes. are natural. Are all natural. Like when you go to schools and you look at like the, the girls in the, in the classrooms, it yeah. makes me like, it. I'm going to bring me to tears because I'm like, yes. dang, that is so dope that's that we have in, in, and it's literally only been about maybe eight years, seven or eight years that we've gotten to this exactly. point. Mm-hmm. But just think about how if collaboratively collaboratively we love each, each ourselves enough to be like, we can do this right. and we're good and it's, it's okay to yeah. be that. To the point that about 90% of the kids in school have natural hair. Yes. They all walking around with a fro. They mm-hmm. all walking around puffy. It. It's it. all bushy. Like, and it's and just norm. you don't norm. have to feel a certain way. Right. Yeah. I used to feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. I did too. I used don't to feel a certain rain. way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just got your hair pressed. And it took right. them out an hour. Lord. You know, ooh, I need to get my hair pressed. I used to yeah. beg for a perm. Like, please just let me get a perm. Sixth grade, I finally got a perm. Mm-hmm. I was like, please, please. Because, you know, you didn't want to walk around. Everybody had that straight hair. And I was depressed and then when I got it you know mine was still like this big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I just I hate this like I mm-hmm. hate this Girl. I actually got a jerry curl before the perm did so you? Did you? Wow. yeah she could not do my hair so I got a jerry curl when I was four oh, oh wow and it broke my hair out or whatever and then that's when I started getting it pressed and then I got a perm in sixth grade I got a perm in sixth grade, but I used my I was the girl who used to my mom used to keep my hair braided. So I had beads oh, okay. when I was mm-hmm. in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And so I would have like rather third and fourth grade I, I had beads. My mama do me braid beads. Well I had beads and the thing was everybody was so fascinated with my beads. Everybody always wanted to have <laughs> their hands in my head. Like yeah. it was annoying because I was the I was the girl with the beads. Like nobody else in my class had beads. Girl. I well, had I beads. Really so I, I did I didn't my mama kept braids. my hair braided. Well, not when I was ten. One of my cousins started braiding my hair then all the time. So probably from, no, I'm lying, eight. About eight. Before eight, I was the little kid with the tight bangs. And then, <laughs> oh, really? so rolling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when your mama did your hair, you yeah, had the two ponytails yeah. and the breads and the balls and... So, yeah, my hair wasn't bad to manage. I think my issue was, and I begged my mama for a perm. She wasn't going to perm my hair, but my issue was when I got hair, that we've been conditioned to yeah. say yeah. bad hair. Yeah. Well, okay, so I didn't have really coarse hair. Maybe I should say that. But I got to a point where I didn't know how to how to do it myself, and it was growing into that age of like I, wearing ponytails and beads exactly. was not no longer okay. Like in sixth grade nobody was wearing beads yeah. exactly. and nobody was wearing ponytails mm-hmm. so I used to gel my hair back y'all remember that black <laughs> that black pro gel, gel. Everybody had that. yes I used to take so much of that gel and it would be so bad mm-hmm. I used to gel that ponytail back and then I had all them uh scrunchies mm-hmm. that I wrapped around Girl, you had a lot of hair. Oh, usually when people did that, they didn't have hair. No, oh, girl. Oh, no, I did it when I had hair. I used to take my bun, my hair, and then I like... Bun it. Mm-hmm. Bun it. And then I put scrunchies around my little bun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but you remember how some people would have like a little bit. Not, not girl, little not no. I never. Her hanging I don't look. First of all, I never. Yeah. I have never had no little. I, the one time I did was when I permed my hair after I went natural and I cut it all off and was like I would refuse. I've never <laughs> yeah. in life been the girl with the little ponytail, so I would. I was not gonna start being That's the girl with the little ponytail. <laughs> she tried to stereotype. Why? Because you didn't wear scrunchies. Did you ever? Hold on. Did you ever do the gel back down? I did. Did you didn't wear scrunchies? I did, but I was So I why mean, did you say it like maybe like a two or three? But that's all she, yeah. that's not what I was talking I about. I wasn't it, saying like no, fifteen. When I scrunchies. visualized it was a peekaboo and it like you know how like they would have like a whole bunch of Her, like, here's the like, thing. like the picture that be on Facebook, they say this is the girl of the neighborhood. <laughs> and they have like a whole bunch of scrunchies. That's what but, that poor baby. But, and there's the there's the sad part sad. about that. that is that we all talked about that person and we we call it, we talk about how we shouldn't call it bad hair, but that person just was never going to have a long all the way down your I, back hair. Not necessarily. I, what I realized about people like that is that they probably got perms and didn't take mm. care of their hair and they gelled it. Some of them. Because all of that stuff mm. ain't good for your hair. Everybody's no, hair ain't supposed not. to be down their no. back though, Dante. No, just I'm not like saying yours. down their back, but what I'm saying is the, the girls that I remember back then would always have perms and I just think they just didn't take care of it. And their hair couldn't grow. Look, my, I didn't have no perms like that. I was like, Mika, I only got perms like every quarterly yeah. when I was when I did get perms. No, no, I got them every like six Weeks. Me too. Oh, I cannot believe it. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of parents, you'd be surprised. Like, it's not just white parents that come to our workshops. A lot of older black individuals who are taking care of maybe their grandchildren in foster exactly. care. Because they're that, coming, yeah. they're, they're like, we don't know how to do the natural hair. Exactly. Like, right. we want to embrace this and support it, but I don't know how to do a, take care of a fro. Okay. All I know is a hot comb <laughs> and a relaxer. Right. So we see older parents come in and they're learning too. So yeah. it's for everybody. So do you guys have any like specific um, programs for like IEL uh, children? Like I, uh, um, the older children. Like, so like, 16 and older mm-hmm. are like the ones aging out of care possibly who've never really had gotcha. like a stable home or something like that. Yeah. So typically our workshops are catered towards the parents and they can bring their kids to the workshops okay. if they want to. But we do want to do more. We're actually in discussions on, you know, bringing in the funding to be able to make this someone's full-time job because it really has grown more than just like a volunteer base type of thing. It okay. really is like somebody's full-time job and so we're actually trying to find funding so we can hire someone to really manage and grow it and expand it in the ways that it needs to be expanded but i definitely see us doing workshops just for children for teens um and just making sure we're hitting all those needs but with capacity right now we're kind of like we have a lot of kids in group homes Mm -hmm. that will probably benefit from that workshop just because you know you don't when you don't live like Mm -hmm. yeah because when you don't live like with an actual caregiver right then you're dependent on the staff yeah for sure to be you know to be the people to tell you how to comb your hair or Mm -hmm. lotion your body or things like that yeah yeah you do in those settings you do and so our other program which is our product program we get products for kids who are in those type of settings so we partner with pivot youth shelter citizens caring for children anna's house Oklahoma County DHS. We partner with a whole bunch of different agencies and we really want to target more shelters as well because we know kids that are living in those institutional settings. It's harder for them, but we do provide products for those agencies on an as-needed basis so they okay. have more inclusive products in their stock as well. So when kids are in shelter, and they go through products a lot because they're actually living in that in facility. Yeah. So we do our best to just make sure they're stocked up on products so at least they have what they need to take care of their hair and skincare. So I would love us to do more workshops for them and do more once we get our capacity bigger. 
understand. So do you all sell yeah. your products or is it just? It's all free. We give, all it, free. We give it away for free. That's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. That nice. All of our services are free. Products are free. So we really heavily rely on donations and just support from the community so we can continue to do that for free as well. So is there something where people can donate? Like, is there, mm-hmm. like, where would they, if someone wanted to go and donate, like, how could we donate? Just at cutitforward.org, there's a donate link at the top right corner. You click on it, donate right online. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to bring products to you guys, or do you guys have your own specific product that you've created? No, we just collect products throughout the community. And with COVID going on, usually we do a product drive every fall, but with the virus going on, we're just going to try to be a little bit more safeguarded with that. So I think this year we're going to probably just have people ship us directly from the store products, like okay. from Amazon. Like we're okay. probably going to do like oh, okay. an Amazon wish list, and people can go on there and purchase for the wish list. Okay. Just to make sure we're not like. We're just, just kind of so limiting people the touches handling and people touches. handling yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because right. normally what we do, we put out, we have like these drop boxes and we put them in different businesses in the community. Okay. And we, the community, we just ask them, hey, come donate products. It's going to go for our kids. And they can go to those different businesses and just drop them in a box. Okay. But this year we're going to do it virtual. Okay. okay. So okay. normally we would, but this year we're going to do it virtual. You can follow us on social media. On our website, you'll get all the details on how that's going to play out. Okay. okay. It's it's gonna start dot org. Dot org, and it's okay. going to start um, in October, October 1st. Okay. October 1st. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. So do you have any other projects that you're involved in? Anything else you're doing in the community? Um, those are like my babies right now. They take up a lot of my time. <laughs> uh, so no, just But I heard you space. work at a very special place in the city. Yeah. You know. More. Do you want yes. to kind of tell us about Palomar? Because sure. we've talked about Palomar. Palomar is really um, important when it comes to domestic violence. Yes. Oh. I mean, domestic okay. violence in the community. Okay. So um, she works at, at Palomar. Yes, I do. And so you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that? Sure, yes. Palomar is a family justice center. And what we've done there is basically create a one-stop shop for victims of violence. And it's not just domestic violence. It's sexual violence, stalking, human trafficking, elder abuse, child abuse, you name it. We have a resource there. And so we are a collective model. So we put together multiple agencies under one roof to give victims a one-stop shop experience. They don't have to jump from facility to agency to agency to agency with their kids and struggling and hiding from people. We just kind of created that one place where they can come and get all the resources they need. So I'm the director of client services there, and I supervise a team that's working with all the clients. And I've been there for four years now. I can't believe it. It's been... Four years, wow. <laughs> but I've been in the field for like 10 years. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of need in our community, especially in the black community. Violence disproportionately impacts our community. And so I, I love being there because I know when black women walk in, and I, I support everyone that comes in, but when black women see me, I know they feel more comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times we don't go to agencies like that for help. We handle right. things exactly. with our families. We have our cousins get involved. We have right. our brothers. You know, we don't always go to agencies like that for help. Yes. So I know... When black women see me there, it means a lot. And so I just love that I can be that connection for them, that bridge and coming right. in and feeling comfortable and safe. That's good. That is so good. Right. Mm-hmm. We've always talked about, I always say how important it is for um, representation. Yes. And representation just, it could just settle you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be that you're giving me something or that you're my connection. Exactly. or But just right. the fact that I might be afraid. Somebody I don't I know. Can somebody to. that right. can relate to me and I can right. relate to. You know, so... When you go into different places and see faces, yeah, I might not ever speak to you, but just the mere fact that okay, 
I see that there's someone that looks like me that's here, mm-hmm. then I feel like this is a safe space for me right. to be in. Exactly. Right. Right. Um, and I think that people fail to realize how much representation that means a lot to people and mm-hmm. how much it matters. Because you think about when you go into like a certain business or you go yeah. into certain places and you see somebody like it's almost like that. I see you, you see me. Yeah. And then you just go on about your yeah, way. Yes. Yeah. You don't even I mean, you talk. never have to even exactly. say anything. It's just mm-hmm. like that, if, that connection. You know what I automatically thought of? It was this uh, color purple meme. And they say, like, when you see a black person, you start doing this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you it's know. Like, I see you. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm okay yeah, now. You know, I feel of, safe. Some type some of security. Yeah. 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 So it's important that you say that. Yeah. Because like I said, I think sometimes this that is interpreted as something different and yeah. people don't just realize like you know no it's just being able to connect mm-hmm. right for and two I've seconds heard of yeah we're pretty new we've been around for four years now we're downtown midtown area okay. at 11th and hudson so some people still haven't heard of us yet because we are kind of new but we are one of the maps for projects it said we will be building a brand new facility soon oh, wow. and I nice. can't wait because I think that's going to really raise the community's awareness as right. we build that new facility. Exactly. We're going right. to be bigger. We're going to have like 80,000 square feet with more partners, more agencies, more collaborators. And so, oh, but yeah, wow. tell your friends. You never know who uh-huh. needs services. Exactly. Right. Right. And right. we have a website, palomarokc.org. We have our phone number, contact information, and we're a walk-in facility. So some oh, agencies wow. you have to call and go through exactly. a screening and oh, go through wow. all these loops and bounds. But at Palomar, you can just walk in. You don't have to have an appointment. You just come in and we'll serve you and make sure you're supported. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. That is because, you know, when you're trying to get help, like just recently trying to help out a family member, like we call several different locations and they have set set an appointment Mm -hmm. where you come back and by that time people might change their mind. People get get killed. It just kind of deter you from even trying Trying to to get get help. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Especially if you're having to call multiple agencies. Sometimes people have to even muster up the courage and strength to even go and then you go and they say, well, you can't come in, you know, you got to call an appointment and we got, let me look, call, you know, we don't have another appointment to two weeks. Well, yeah, in two weeks, I changed my mind. Crisis can't wait that long. And I also think about that, like if I'm homeless yeah, and I'm, and this is my home, and I'm running away from my home and I have my kids. Like, I can't right. wait for two weeks for right. you to, like, so we're going to go back and he going to talk me in the stand. Yes. Right. Or he going to get sweet or nice. And, I'm gonna and then I'm going to think, oh, I'm okay now. You know, yeah. um, I don't really need it. Yeah. So if it's a walking facility, that's like amazing. That's, yeah, that yeah. Awesome. walk in. I'm Monday through Friday. Put that out there. Yes. Yeah. So that's so. amazing. You never know. Yeah. All righty. Well, I guess tell us all the, I mean, how to get in contact with mm-hmm. you one more time. Like, tell us, like, your, are you on all social medias about, like, yes. platforms? Uh-huh. Okay. So, all, so both of your babies start with mm-hmm. them, those yeah. platforms and then go to, like, your personal platform. Okay. So, Black Space is Black Space okay on everything Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Cut It Forward is Cut It Forward on everything. And then my personal, I'm actually like shifting all my personal social media to be more public facing, okay. but I'm V in the city on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. okay. Are you on Facebook? Ones. Yeah, I am. But I usually don't like mm-hmm. add Facebook people I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 32. Okay. Oh, she's not that young. Yeah. That's not, I mean, she's younger than us. She's but. younger. Because, you know, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely sure. younger. Because I'm just saying, you know, I'm more of like I do handle Facebook. I'm not with the... With Instagram. Instagram, but I mean, I do yeah. Instagram. That doesn't mean anything. Y'all are just a, but y'all she said are. She don't add people. She don't know which is. Good. Yeah, I don't. I rather LinkedIn. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can find me on there. I'm happy to add anybody on there. But my personal social media, I yeah. usually 
don't. Yeah. But be in the city on Instagram and Twitter. I am. That's like going to be my public channel. Okay. So okay. I'm still working on getting it together, but people can follow me on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. I think we follow you on all three. Okay. Right on, on yes. both. We haven't done V in the city, but we'll make sure they Thank follow you. on V in the city. Yeah. So we'll do that. Right. Thank yes. you. So, yeah. Um, so I can go in and give our handles, huh? Yeah. Um, you guys know we are Mocha Tea Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we're also on TikTok, Mocha Tea uh, Podcast on all four of those platforms. Um, we post a new episode every Sunday. Um, it is Mocha Tea, or no, sorry, that's the wrong thing. We're on SoundCloud, <laughs> Anchor, um, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify. All of them. All of them. Yes. We're on all, all of them. those. Um, so we post a new episode every Sunday. Um, so anytime, like, you want to go back, and on those, on those platforms, you can actually go back, listen to old podcasts. We are officially at 94 episodes as of today. Ooh, yes, ma'am. Um, we are coming up on our two-year anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations. And we, will, we are six episodes away from our 100th episode. That's wow. big, though. Man, that is real. Y'all yeah. Three black women. And we've been counting. Hold on, look. And we still love each other. Yes. yes. Get it, ladies. Yes. Okay. So Probably look, wrong. breaking barriers, you know, exactly. going Definitely. against stereotypes. People always say like, how do y'all do it? Even if they're around us, they like, y'all are so funny because we yes. do bicker back and forth. We it's do, not like yeah. we just peacefully do this thing. Yeah, It's not like we don't like each other. We banter back and forth. We do pick on Dante a lot. She pick on us too. I don't know. She always acts like she's a victim, but she picks on us just as much. You do. Yes. It's okay though, because we've accepted that we all pick on each other. We do. Yeah. And then we just go on. Yeah. We've all been friends for a long time. Um. Yes and no. Me and Mika haven't been friends for a long time. Uh-huh, Me and Mika yeah. have been, well, since this process, we've been friends for about two years. Yes. Um. And then, but Mika and Dante have been friends for over twenty about years. Twenty five. Twenty wow. something. Yeah. yeah. And then me and Dante have been friends over. It'll be almost twenty because the kids are close. Yeah. So well, Dom, how old is Dominique? Nineteen. Okay, so she was two when I met you. So okay, seventeen so years. Wow. Yeah. Are so, y'all from Northeast Oklahoma City? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, yes. um, yep. but yeah. So give our email. We are at Mocha T. But I actually met them at work, like my jobs. Okay. I didn't meet them in school or anything. We mm-hmm. I worked, used to work with her, mm-hmm. Long John Silver's, and then I met her. Yeah, because we all went to and graduated from different schools. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. She went to. Well, totally she was. She was that black person that walked in because I was the only white person. I mean, only black person. And she was the black company. person that when I walked in was like, "Woo, okay, they got yeah. another one." <laughs> <laughs> Got another one. They got yes. another one in here. All right, all right. Because I think for a long yeah. time we were yes. we were the only blacks, we the only and then black. like and that were up front. Because yeah. a lot of the black people went through the back or were in their warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they had like one other black guy who was up front, but he didn't last long. Yeah. So yeah, we were like the only blacks for a long time wow. up front that people, when you walked in, saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Yes. But um. Yeah. So um. What else are we on? Oh, we on Seattle Hip Hop Radio and Orlando Hip Hop Radio. You know, y'all don't forget, Tony. Um, I know it's been a while. We kind of post from time to time. And I still try to make sure that we, that you yeah. guys know that that's still a relevant pa- platform. Please go support. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He plays several different genres of music, uh, music and they have different podcasts. And they are doing... Quite a bit on those down yeah. that um, so you can download yeah. the app. So download the app and go listen. Mm-hmm. So 
Orlando Hip Hop Radio have an app? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, okay. Yeah. Yep. Orlando Hip Hop Radio, Seattle Hip Hop Radio. We're there every fr- uh, Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Right. Yes. So you guys can catch us there um, as well. And then, if you guys want to book us, serious inquiries only, because we keep getting all this spam lately. Yeah. Oh, yes. Serious yeah. inquiries only. No, I'm playing. <laughs> no, 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 we're not playing. No, we're not playing. Are we serious? <laughs> no, and then people we call open in. up them inboxes list. We got too much going on. Right. To be opening up inboxes that ain't like serious. Don't nobody got time to be. Right. So, no. so um, oh, we are. Okay, before we go, we need to have, um, ask your, what is it? Ask your daddy podcast. What is it? Did I say that wrong? I don't know who that the is. Guys, yeah, the guys. Yeah, Tony okay, and yes, uh, Willie, they said, hey. What is it called, Willie? I can't think right now. I think it's Ask Your Daddy. It's but something really about Ask Your Daddy. Yeah. But y'all gonna come on to Mocha Tea? Yeah. So okay. We'll wait. It's the last. Yes. But yeah, we definitely need to have Hold on, look. Now, see, if I had ever done that. What, cut you off? See, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been like, uh. No, I was trying to. Don't do to... that to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But Willie had just um, had said congratulations. That's huge. And so I always forget about. Them. I mean, I, I I watched their show, but I and forget they about them being guests so on our wait. podcast. So we need yes. to collaborate with them. So I just thought about it. I'm sorry. That's all right. right. So y'all hit us up so we can actually do something. Yeah, we'll do that. We need to yeah. collab a couple more times with a couple more people. So we've yeah. done a and couple thank podcasts you so much in the city. Yes. Yes. Thank you ladies for having me. Not all a problem. Right. I'm looking thank forward you. to um, doing the doc. So where is it at? Like you said, it's in Deep Deuce, but like what? Like, it, you, you can't do it. You can't it's do it. Sold it's sold out. I know, but I just want to know where. Oh, oh it's in the Deep Deuce. I'll tell you Deuce offline. Area. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that people are going to show exactly. up and then it's going to get crazy. So we really want to our CPs there. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So Mocha T2018 at gmail.com. We are out. Peace. Bye.